You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Jonan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports too we also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course where they are now so what is happening everybody goodness goodness uh i hope everybody's been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far it truly does feel that way though i mean um this whole week the weather has been phenomenal at least in the guelph and nearby regions uh in southern ontario i know i got family over at colorado actually and uh they've been telling me that it's snowing there every single day which kind of sucks because like it's supposed to be nice outside it's springtime but well, I guess when the time comes, the whole globe will be, uh, you know, the, the birds will be chirping and the grass will be green and uh, all the all the good stuff that I love about Mother Nature. Anyway, I love Mother Nature and all of its uh, states, all of her states. Uh, however, you know, when, when, the, when the sun is shining outside, like it's just, it just gives you a different vibe and it's just the best thing ever. Anyway, so I hope all of y'all have been having a very very good day so far and uh i don't know it's just something about um you know sometimes like you just have that really good vibe and immediately before i started recording the show that that vibe was just really vibrant inside me and i'm just like oh like i i really hope that it does come across the the radio waves right now have this really uh <laughs> this innate excitement uh, that i don't know where it came from but you know what i think i just found what well one of the kind of like more tangible reasons as to why i'm feeling this sort of excitement at the moment well you know as a hardcore combat sports fan specifically a diehard mma fan well i guess we have the best event of the year coming up our way this upcoming weekend y'all we have ufc 260 coming up and oh boy oh boy okay so when we're talking about the main event of uh any pay-per-view card that the ufc has you know none of them have disappointed us ever of course okay However, this week is just so special because for the headliner bout of the evening, we're going to be having a heavyweight championship bout. Woo! Okay, so we are actually going to be having Stipe Miocic, the current heavyweight champion of the world, defend his title against the toppest contender in the heavyweight division right now. The baddest man, well, should I say one of the most dangerous fighter on the face of the planet right now, the one and only Francis Ngannou. So, yes, finally, this fight is almost here. 
we are officially in fight week and uh, Francis Ngannou will be fighting Stipe Miocic for the second time. And in case y'all forgot, well, yes, the, the two actually fought for the first time a while back. We're actually going to talk about that a little bit before we thoroughly break down this fight that the two uh, have coming up this upcoming Saturday. But yeah, I mean, it, it cannot get any more exciting than that. In the world of combat sports, I've talked about this before, every single time that uh, we, we have an event that is um, uh, like a heavyweight bout, it, it automatically excites us to the max. Let alone it being a championship fight, and this is just uh, this is gonna be awesome because we have two of the very best, you know, not just in the UFC but in the whole sport of mixed mar- martial arts. I would actually argue we have two of the very best heavyweights going at it this upcoming Saturday, and that's gonna be the main event for UFC 260 in Las Vegas. So, um, you know, <laughs> goodness, I actually okay. This is going to sound bad. However, um, I, I don't know why why I haven't actually read through the undercard of this uh, Stipe Miocic and Francis Ngannou fight. Because, first of all, I feel like it wasn't really like promoted uh, that well. The, the way a fight with a superstar fighter would be promoted usually at the UFC. Anyway, I don't want to put the blame on anybody myself but oh what can i do uh here we are now talking about the undercard of the Stipe Miocic and Francis Ngannou fight so actually this this uh co-main event is also looking very very interesting right now so we are going to be having the former welterweight champion at the UFC Tyron Woodley he is back ladies and gentlemen and he's going to be fighting off against the Brazilian uh talents and very very awesome welterweight fighter a guy who i believe is one of the most um underrated welterweights right now uh in the ufc vincente luque from brazil he's going to be fighting off against tyron woodley and uh oh this is actually gonna be very uh, gonna be a very very exciting bout so yeah honestly if we have time we'll definitely talk about it in more detail Specifically because uh, Vincente Luque, well, I guess I'll just kind of give you a uh, brief breakdown in case we don't get to talk about it later. But um, this is specifically interesting because Vincente Luque um, uh, has been at the top of his game for the past uh, fights that he's had. And uh, Tyron Woodley as well, um, he was the champion and then he had a couple of slips here and there. Obviously, he's not the champion anymore. However, what distinguishes him from the rest of this uh, welterweight roster is his phenomenal wrestling skills and uh, the fact that he was an all-American wrestler and uh, wrestling is essentially his forte. However, when you when you do watch some of Tyron Woodley's uh, highlights, w- one thing that really catches your eye is the fact that he's such an explosive fighter. Um, the way that he was actually able to win the championship belt for himself when he fought the former champion, Robbie Lawler, 
was through a very powerful and explosive um, uh, combination shot that he threw towards Robbie Lawler. And uh, he essentially shocked him to the core. And uh, yes, even though he he was supposed to be the wrestler and everybody was expecting him to do more wrestling based uh, things and uh, have a wrestling like a wrestling heavy strategy in a way. He actually didn't. He surprised everybody with his uh, very powerful uh, striking abilities. And that's exactly how we became the champion in the welterweight division. However, like I said, um, you know, humans are, are, are not flawless. And uh, the same goes, obviously, the, the world of fighting is no exception here. Um, and, you know, we, we've had former champions uh, have their moments, obviously. And I feel like every person does. Every champion does in combat sports. Champions have their moments. Things don't go your way uh, one night. You have a slip here and there and uh, you lose the championship belt. However, that doesn't take anything away from your abilities and your experience and uh, how talented of a fighter and athlete you are. And I feel like we need to recognize this about Tyron Woodley specifically because I know a lot of people in the world of combat sports taken from fans, fighters, promoters, and other people involved uh, ever since Tyron Woodley lost his championship belt. Um, they've been sort of underestimating him, making fun of him. They don't really bet on him, you know, things like that. However, uh, if anything... Uh, please have that thing that I just mentioned about, you know, people having their moments and also having their slips. But that doesn't mean that uh, deep down and uh, in reality, you know, taking taking their raw skills and talent, you know, it doesn't mean that it's not there. Absolutely. On the contrary, they are indeed like these are the people that we need to cherish more in the sport. And I feel like we need to recognize this about Tyron Woodley. Anyhow, I don't know how I went off the tangent on that for for this long, for like a whole 10 minute. But yes, Tyron Woodley is going to be fighting off against Vincente Luque for a co-main event of UFC 260. Oh, okay. So the third last fight of the evening, uh, I'm just going to briefly mention that Sean O'Malley is going to be fighting off against Thomas Almeida. And um, you, you, you will probably recognize Sean O'Malley from Dana White's Tuesday Night uh gosh i forget the full title but uh the the reality show that dana white had on tuesday nights uh you know having fighters come in fight each other at, from from outside the organization and uh whoever uh, was uh, you know had a better performance on that night dana white and uh and co and colleagues uh they would decide uh whether or not a specific person would get a brand new UFC contract. So Sean O'Malley was one of those guys. Um, he he shined really well on Dana White's uh, Tuesday. Oh, I forget. Okay, now now I remember. Uh, Dana Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. Okay, yes. Um, you know my my memory might uh not not be the best at times. However, being the diehard uh, MMA fan that I am, it will eventually come to me. So. Sean O'Malley, he made a name of himself name of himself from Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender series. And that's how people get to, uh, got to know him and that's how he got to where he is right now. He 
started to build his fame and uh, he actually had a very uh, rather long suspension from usage of illicit drugs outside the octagon so it was banned for for a little while but now he is back and uh, he's very entertaining to watch because of his really awkward style of fighting so um, when Sean O'Malley fights, uh, you don't really expect him to stick to a specific game plan. You know, he just, um, he's one of those guys that he will throw one shot out of nowhere and, uh, it will become immediately, uh, effective and it will immediately connect to his opponents. Um, and he's also really, uh, because of his long physique, uh, he's also very talented when it comes to ground game and uh, doing jiu-jitsu. So, yes, uh, you know, from first sight, you might not necessarily think of him as a very traditional fighter. Uh, but when it comes to him actually getting into the octagon and doing his thing... Uh, he's one of the best out there uh, because the way that he does it is is very specific to himself. Um, that's why people love Sean O'Malley. And yes, he is fighting on this UFC 260 card. So Sean O'Malley versus Thomas Almeida uh, for a bantamweight belt. And I believe uh, I might be mistaken, but I think um, uh, Sean O'Malley used to fight at a different weight division and uh kind of like alternating back and forth between weight divisions but now he's fighting at the bantamweight division all right so these are some of the uh some of the should i say bigger name fights uh that are on this card but hey like i always say that does not mean that you shouldn't fight the you shouldn't watch the rest of the fight card because indeed it is going to be lit and uh you surely do not want to miss it okay any any of these bouts right here that i'm looking at right now they're all going to be very very good and uh entertaining to watch and uh i'm just so excited because i really do want to talk about the main event of the evening specifically because i feel like it's been well yeah it has been a very long time since we had stipe uh defend the heavyweight title especially with the pandemic going on um it made things so much more difficult you know finding the best opponent for him and uh with the dynamicness that was uh, essentially going on in the heavyweight division for the longest time which is really ironic and then a little bit paradoxical because um there's just something about the, the heavyweight division specifically in the ufc you know as of the past couple of years um when when we get a new champion you know that's all exciting and everything and everybody wants to challenge the the new champion and for the past uh, few years it was um stipe and so you know we had people from uh even other weight divisions coming up to the heavyweight division to challenge stipe miocic for his new heavyweight title um and uh you know people like that included the former light heavyweight champion dan Cormier, who fought Stipe Miocic actually two times. The first time he, he was able to defeat Stipe and get the title for himself. And the second time that uh, Daniel Cormier, DC, and um, Stipe Miocic fought, 
Stipe actually got the title back from Danny Cormier, which uh, essentially granted him the title of uh, one of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time, the, the GOAT of heavyweight in mixed martial arts. And uh, ever since then, he's been at the top of his game. And uh, just as a side note, in case you didn't know, Stephen Miocic is actually not a full-time professional fighter. He's on the side. He's also a part-time firefighter in Ohio. And um, this is, again, one of those things, one of those other things that makes people love Stipe Miocic, their champ, even more because not only is he being a literal literal hero inside the octagon, but he's also being a hero outside, outside the octagon in real life. He's an actual superhero and um, we just love him. Like, who doesn't love Stipe Miocic? So that's how things have been in the heavyweight division. And so what I was trying to say was that, you know, we had that excitement and dynamicness uh, going on. And then, um, you know, when things like the pandemic happened, we obviously had uh, a little bit of a dormancy in the weight division. And, uh, you know, obviously, and it's not anybody's fault again. uh, People were just trying to figure out what we should do to keep sports going while, you know, staying healthy and staying alive, essentially. Um... But they managed to make it work. In the meanwhile, we had uh, various uh, matchups happen in the in the in the should I say yeah in the lower uh, lower ranks uh, amongst contenders, so that we could uh, just change rankings a little bit, uh, decide who's a good contender and who's not. And after after having determined all of that, now it is time for us to see uh, what Stipe has been up to uh, during all this time, and what uh, Francis Ngannou, the guy who whose name has been in, on everybody's lips for the longest time, for for as long as he himself has uh, entered the UFC and he himself has been fighting in the heavyweight division. Uh, You know, we just want to see what's up. We just want to see what the improvements have been since the first time that uh, Stipe Miocic and Francis Ngannou fought. We want to see what the impacts of the pandemic have been on the two. And we just want to see what the outcome will be and what the future uh, of this heavyweight division is going to be in the UFC, right? That's that's all we care about, especially because right now, uh, we, we not only do we have these two top guys fighting each other, obviously, we have the champion and... Um, the the most dangerous heavyweight <laughs> on the face of the earth uh going at it but we also have so many different uh top contenders uh, right now just waiting just thirsty for that title um who could be uh a- around the waist of any of these guys because this fight is potentially going to be very close and uh a- all the contenders that are out here you know just calling out the champion at, uh, at the moment just calling them out wanting to get that heavyweight title shot to be honest, they don't even know if they're going to be facing Stipe Miocic or Francis Ngannou after Saturday night, making making this whole matchup so much even more exciting. And uh, one other thing that I'll say before I actually talk about and actually break down this fight between Stipe Miocic and Francis Ngannou is that we have this one 
name this this uh essentially i don't know how to put it but when i say the name of this particular fighter it's essentially like this golden ticket that everybody would just you know it, when when i say this person's name you'll have angels singing in the background saying hallelujah and it's just like you're you're in mma heaven so <laughs> you're probably like okay who are you talking about janon but i'm sure you can all guess who I'm going to be talking about right now, the name of John Jones. So the former light heavyweight champion of the UFC, the undefeated, essentially, literally undefeated John Jones, who was so dominating in his previous weight division of light heavyweights and uh, declared by many, many people as the GOAT of mixed martial arts. The greatest of all time in the sport. And uh, he was able to get through everybody uh, in his previous weight division. And as of the past few months, it was announced that he was going to be moving up to the heavyweight division. (laughs) And that makes the mix even more exciting because with this whole Francis Ngannou and Stephen Miocic thing going on on Saturday night... One cannot help but think, what what's what's the role of John Jones in this case? Is John Jones just gonna skip uh, turns, you know, uh, essentially skip the line, get into the VIP lane, <laughs> and get the next title shot against this winner of Francis Ngannou and uh, Stephen Miocic fight? Is that what we're gonna get, or? Uh, just just because John Jones has been so successful um, in his most recent fights, even though he hasn't officially had any heavyweight fights so far, but uh, it is very, very likely that he could potentially get the next title shot against the winner of this bout that we're going to be seeing for UFC 260 on Saturday night. All right, so that's all I'm going to say about all the things that are happening on the side, you know, along the sidelines of this matchup between Miocic and Ngannou. But why not talk about all the technicalities of this fight, which, which, which is essentially all we care about? Because let me tell you, Ooh, uh, this this fight is going to be so exciting because of many, many reasons, many technical reasons, um, in case you didn't know. So uh, fr- let me just get started by talking about Francis Ngannou. So Francis Ngannou, um, uh, the, the way that he strikes with his opponents is just unprecedented. When he throws a power shot and it, and it c- connects even by a little bit. You are out immediately and the fight is over. Let me just put it that way. Um, I believe Dana White previously came out and said that. Um, uh, so they actually measured the force of Francis Ngannou's punches. And according to Dana White, the president of the UFC, if you, if one of Francis Ngannou's shots connect with you, connect with your head, it's as if you, you just got run over by a Ford Ford Escort, and that's how with uh, I forget the speed, like the exact speed that um, uh, that that hit <laughs> would be, but just imagine how powerful that is. Just getting run over by a car, and just 
put that into uh, into the concept of being being uh, punched by Francis <laughs> and Ganu, and um, so so that's that's something that I I really at least in my lifetime I have not seen um, happen with any other fighter. Maybe Mike Tyson. I'm not really sure, but you know the technology wasn't there when Mike Tyson was at was at his prime. You know to measure the exact power and force of his shots. But oh well, Francis Ngannou is out here doing that, doing just that. And, you know, just by using his powerful shots, he's been able to essentially maul through uh, very dangerous opponents, people, veterans in the in the heavyweight division, people like Alistair Overeem, so many different people that he's gone through so far. And, you know, he was on a fantastic rise because of that dominating, um, powerful striking ability that he possessed for the longest time. And I was actually watching this uh, interview that he had um, uh, before he, he got to fight Stipe Miocic for the first time. And he was saying that, you know, uh, everybody was betting on him. Uh, everybody was, uh, was saying all the time that he was going to be the next biggest superstar in the UFC. And all of that actually got into his head. And so because of that, he had a, he had a little bit of a slip when it came to training camp. And so when he actually got to fight uh, Stipe Miocic for the title the first time, um, he just couldn't perform as well. So he would still throw his shots, but he wouldn't. He, he would be a little bit sloppy when it came to defending himself from Stipe's shots. And so when the fight lasted a little bit longer than what was expected, uh, Stipe Miocic actually took control of the whole fight and started outboxing uh, Mioch, uh, excuse me, uh, Francis Ngannou. And so Francis, uh, he was off the radar for a little while. He had a few comeback fights, had a couple of losses here and there, but now he is back. Um, he has never looked stronger. And this is what makes this fight super interesting because, number one, it, d- it really does feel like um, Francis Ngannou has worked on his weakness, not only just, uh, you know, uh, just his, uh, f- I don't want to say physical weakness, but the, the, the thing that he would only favor power shots towards the beginning of the fight. He doesn't, he, he doesn't do that anymore. We've seen that with his most recent fights and it, it looks like in his training camp videos that he's, uh, focusing more even on, um, wrestling and uh you know what sort of alternative uh, strategies he would have if the fight were to uh, last a little bit longer um so that he has enough stamina to keep the fight going and still win the fight so he's been it looks like at least from all the videos that have been put out there it looks like he's been able to work on on those weaknesses but on the contrary, again, everybody, we're talking about Stipe Miocic, who he's going to be facing off against. And Stipe, um, one thing that I love about Stipe Miocic is that he's so consistent with his style. So um, he, uh, you can call it fight IQ, you can call it good uh, strategizing by his team. 
but um, he knows what to do at the exact right time. And isn't that what we all want to do in all aspects of life, right? So Stipe knows exactly when to preserve his energy and uh, when to sh- just charge forward with full on power to to distract his opponent and to 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 uh, put him in a phase. Essentially, he knows exactly when to do the right thing um, in every single moment of a fight. And uh, honestly, that's why he deserves to be the champion. And I feel like in this case, um, he I, I would be surprised if he comes out looking any any um, want to say I don't want to say weak because that's that's not a good word to, to put it. Uh, but I, I don't think he's going to come out uh, for this fight looking like he's been slacking off because I know for. For a fact that he has not done that for any of his past fights. Even the fight that he lost most recently, the one that I talked about earlier about him, about him fighting off against Daniel Cormier, he got caught with a nasty shot in the beginning of the fight and that's what led to his loss. But it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like that was a direct result of him slacking off in training camp because that has never happened for Stipe Miocic. So in this case as well, I really I highly doubt that Stipe Miocic will come out looking any any weaker than usual. And um, uh, I feel like we're going to be having one of those fights that uh, we need to just stare at the screen, everybody, and not even blink. <laughs> for half a second because number one uh you never really know this is a heavyweight fight after all and uh, a heavy shot might be coming anybody's way at any moment uh making this fight even more exciting and uh this is the fight that we've all been waiting for for the longest time and thankfully uh, thanks to the mma gods and the ufc matchmakers they finally made it happen so i'm very excited and I hope you guys actually get to watch it on Saturday night as well. So once again, UFC 260, Saturday nights, March 27th. Main card starts at 10 p.m. But also make sure that you watch the undercard fight as well. All right. Oh, I'm just looking at the clock right now. That is all the time we're going to be having for this week, everybody. Make sure you catch up with our previous episodes at CFRU.ca. And until next time, it's your girl, John Nan right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.